Well, good morning and happy Christmas to you all. You are really looking festive this morning. And beautiful as well. Look, I'm sure reading. Um, a little bit of a Christmas story, but I wonder, is there a volunteer who's happy to come out the front and just read these few words, all printed up, I've done them in large print as well, in case you're so just need a volunteer just to read it to us. Who's going to do it? When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. A week ago today we had our carols by candlelight, you might have been with us for those occasions and I was listening to Esther talking about surprises, especially at Christmas time and that really got me thinking. I remember one Christmas day, uh, we were here at the Christmas Day celebration at Ebenezer Church and immediately afterwards we hopped into our car which was already full of luggage and presents to go to Southampton to spend Christmas with Angela's family. Along the M4 motorway, the car broke down. And uh, we ended up being towed back home by the AA. I've never seen Angela make a Christmas dinner so quickly. And uh, of course the family in Southampton had rather a lot of turkey for just the, the few of them. So that was a surprise. Not a pleasant one. I remember another Christmas day here at Ebenezer Church, Christmas morning. Chris Richardson popped in. And that was a surprise to all of us because we were convinced the Richardson family were in Plymouth for Christmas. Except that having gone to Plymouth, I understand the Christmas presents had all been left behind. <laughs> so Christmas had to pop back home and uh, popped in to see us. That was a surprise, Chris. That wasn't my fault. Father <laughs> <laughs> Christmas delivered them to the wrong place. <laughs> I mean, I say it's a surprise, but is it? <laughs> I am absolutely delighted that this morning I have my sister-in-law here with us. Isn't that lovely? Because we love in-laws, don't we? <laughs> Now, 
sister-in-law Suzanne had a surprise, a Christmas surprise, this time last week. For she went to her own church's carols by candlelight, except that about 20 minutes before the end of the service, the fire alarm went off. Everyone had to evacuate the building and in the end ended up going home. That was a surprise. Churches will burn candles though, wouldn't they? <laughs> so I'm going to continue along the same vein as Esther did a week ago. And I want to share with you some of my Christmas surprises. And with those, just reflect a little of the Christmas story of Jesus. And uh, I bought something with me. So my first Christmas surprise is first of December, Advent calendar is out, and it's just the surprise of the window, isn't it? What is the picture going to be? And you open it, and it's a drum. <laughs> or Joseph. I mean, it's a surprise every day, isn't it? It's like the present that gives every day. <laughs> this little advent calendar, this is about the fourth or fifth year we've used this one because it goes in the cupboard and we bring it out. That's good recycling, isn't it? Hey? And uh, it's just that, that surprise, isn't it? Well, you don't remember what's behind number five or number twelve, do you? You never can. And, um, of course, the Christmas story in the Bible, Jesus' birth, is full of surprises. And Esther brought that to us last week. You know, Mary's surprised to have Angel Gabriel tell her she's going to have a baby. This baby's going to be the saviour of the world. Joseph surprised at finding his fiancée is pregnant, not his own child, but then surprised again to have a, a visit from an angel in a dream, telling him, look, it's all going to be okay. No shepherds. And that was our reading of that part of the Christmas story this morning. Surprised to be visited by a host of angels. And people just surprised and amazed to hear the story that the shepherds had to share. So the Christmas story really is full of surprises. Here's my number two surprise. Well, of course it's the Christmas stocking, isn't it? Hangs up Christmas Eve all empty, Christmas morning, and it's full of presents. I mean, this one is empty. Oh, actually, it's not. Now, this is a surprise. I have failed to get all the presents out of my Christmas stocking. It's at the toe of the stocking. It's round. It's like a small ball. It's a bit squishy. What could it be? What could... 
A few weeks ago, I gave a talk at a Christmas family service about Christmas stockings. The flack I had for not mentioning the orange! <laughs> this is interesting, because I think a lot of people with the Christmas story are surprised that it's taken seriously. Some people just can't believe that there's a God out there, a God of love, or that Jesus was real, and the whole story of Bethlehem and a baby, shepherds and wise men. Some people, they're just surprised. And yet as Christians, don't we take this story very seriously? We do. And there's as much reason, or to be honest, to believe that Jesus existed as you might believe in any other historical figure like Julius Caesar, for example. It's enough historical evidence, even outside of the Bible. And I guess my ask of you is, don't dismiss the Christmas story as make-believe or a fairy tale. It's time to take that one seriously. But we're going to journey a little bit more. My number three surprise, and this is the obvious one, the Christmas present. You know what this is all about. It's been wrapped up, sealed with sellotape. There might be a bow on it, and there's a, a label on this one. That's to Hercules, our dog. <laughs> I'll let him open that later on. <laughs> if he can. <laughs> Another surprise about the Christmas story is this, that some people struggle with the miraculous element of it. The miracles, the miracle of the angels, the miracle of the virgin birth, the miracles that happen all around this story. But look, if God is God, and he is, there's no problem with miracles, is there? I mean, why do we doubt? Miracles. Why do we doubt the miraculous in our lives? I think miracles happen more than we ever realise, all the time. We don't have to doubt the miraculous. We can look at that and explore that, investigate that. It might be surprising to you that grown people who call themselves Christians, do we have a problem with angels visiting? We don't don't have a problem with the miracles. Fourth, and I've only got five. Can you guess what's coming? Any idea? Definitely not Chris. Try and hold on to your excitement. <laughs> now you're thinking, of course. 
the Christmas cracker. I mean, this is just full of surprises. There's the surprise of the bank. There's the surprise of who's going to get the lion's share of the cracker, who gets what's inside, and there's the surprise of the hat. You know what I mean? I mean, is it going to be green? Red? And, of course, the surprise of the gift. Is it going to be that little moustache? That little game? I mean... How do we hold on to ourselves when we've got a cracker in our hands? On the screen we have Christmas greetings from Fryn and Dave. Um, they're in Nepal. And um, we had the privilege of talking to them earlier this week. And Fryn said to me, if in a Christmas cracker you get that little toy frog, one that you can make jump. She said, please save it for me. I didn't question any further, obviously. But I thought, wouldn't it be funny if we all found a, a plastic frog and we all sent it to Dave and Fred, maybe with a letter saying, thinking of you, love you, and here's a gift, one that we know you want. That would be fun, wouldn't it? The Christmas story, I'll tell you what is a delightful surprise, is that God became human. He came into our world, amongst our mess, our brokenness, our sin, our wrongdoing, in his son Jesus, in a body, and experienced the things that we experience in life. Now this is a wonderful surprise because this is a God that I can relate to. Don't you feel that? This is the God that we need. This is the God who he is. And I can relate to a God like that. I can respond to a God like that. I can follow a God and believe in a God and trust in a God that comes to me where I am in all the mess and just says, I love you. I welcome you, I receive you, I invite you to myself. Come into relationship, receive the forgiveness. I know God is love and I possibly shouldn't be surprised, but I am. But maybe more in a delighted kind of way. This is a beautiful surprise. One more surprise, and I think it might be an older generation that get this one. I think some of you youngies here might not understand, and some of you know what's coming, don't you? Yeah. Oh. oh, it's heavy. This was the heavy item, because there's still some weight in this. us are thinking, what's surprising about that? <laughs> Except when I was a boy, the surprise was in eating the Christmas pudding and then suddenly finding in your mouth a cock. 
And you young people, in the olden days, <laughs> this is what we did. We put coins in the Christmas pudding and it was a surprise. There's a coin. I mean, it's a health and safety and food hygiene nightmare today. And we probably don't do that, so don't do that, really. But it's that surprise, you know, will my slice of Christmas pudding have a coin in it? And my last reflection of the surprises in the Christmas story is this. I know the very worst about me. I know the things I'm ashamed of, the things I regret, the things that I might never tell you about. It's deep inside, somewhere in my life, things happen, and I'm probably not alone on this one, am I? All our regrets, all our shame, all our embarrassment, Things would keep hidden, closed, and what's the surprise I'm angling at here? I tell you, it's just this, it's just this. I'm surprised that God loves me at all, because he knows the worst about me, and he knows the worst about me that I've forgotten, and still he loves me. And that really is what this Christmas story is all about. It's God's love. Through his son Jesus. Lots of surprises in the Christmas story. And I just shared with you my reflections. But this last one. God knows the very worst about me and yet he still says, I love you. I will receive you. Come to me. And that's the Christmas invitation. To come to God through his son Jesus. And then that will be the best Christmas you've ever had. So I commend Jesus to you. He's the best surprise of it all. Love it. Love it. I commend him to you. Give him some thought, won't you? Take him into your own life for yourself. So I hope you enjoy the rest of today with all its surprises. Have a really, really happy Christmas.